Dante Rigamontis. I'm Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil. Hi, I'm Matt. Yes. What do you guys do here? What? (laughs) I'd like a number two, please. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) I've lost my train of thought now. With a sweet tea. (laughs) Would you like that supersized? Oh, yes, please. Uh. And now I reveal my true identity, Morgan Spurlock. What? Oh, is that the guy who did the Supersize Me yes, documentary? That's, okay. That's like, that's like that. Sorry. He I also did a bunch of other documentaries that were the same thing. Yeah. Alright. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta. And this is our third year anniversary episode oh. and we decided to do ronald mcdonald house you decided you decided to do garbage instead of something <laughs> interesting <laughs> well to be fair you're the one that did uh, suggest this one to us matt it's our yeah i study. just didn't realize it was going to be your third anniversary episode <laughs> <laughs> well yeah um we will have a uh, or dr leviathan wasn't able to make this recording however we will have a recording of his uh, response to this story uh, at some point in the episode, and I will do like a... And now for Dr. Leviathan's recording. Beep! All right! <laughs> you, you could honestly probably just post in like an entire Lewis Black sketch, and it'll probably be the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're doing Ronald McDonald House uh, by D. Kingsbury... Uh, on creepypasta.wiki is what I caught on when I looked it up. Uh, I actually didn't get the name, so you're further ahead of it than I am. <laughs> but you're doing the rundown! <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, there we go. Yeah, D. Kingsbury. Uh, he has no profile page on... No, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Basically, the only thing that he's really like known for on this... like I, I just looked through like the source of it, and it's, he was the first... Uh, his first thing on this Wikipedia site was that he... Uh, posted this so as far as i know he's the author but i mean he might have just copied and pasted it somewhere so uh he also is the he's also the sole uploader and editor of darkronald.jpg and that's the uh the image that accompanies this story right yes which is another trope for this story great (laughs) we'll get into that when we do actual like thoughts and what yeah, so you want down. me you want me to just like start hitting this? Yep, just go right into it. <laughs> All right. So, first off, I'm just going to start by reading the first the the first line of this story and then reading the first line of another story. Okay. Um all right. So, let's see. I'm sure you've heard of the Ronald McDonald House charity. They provide housing for families of sick kids when they're in the hospital. Seems pretty innocent, right? Well, there's another side of the charity. There's another type of Ronald McDonald House that not many people know about. Some of you may know that Disney Corporation is responsible for at least one real live ghost town. Disney built the Treasure Island Resort in Baker's Bay in the Bahamas. It didn't start as a ghost town. Disney's cruise ships actually end up at the resort to relax in luxury. It's a fact. Look it up. Wow. That's that's from Abandoned by Disney. That wow. I I 
Wow. <laughs> okay, we're off to a great start. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, I will say that while it starts like that, it quickly goes another direction. Right. Yeah, so, it, does, let me... it does deviate in that it probably takes a bunch of other ideas from other stories. Probably. That's why, I'm, that's why I'm wondering if this is full of tropes or just like somebody assembled a, a, a creepypasta out of the Lego blocks of other creepypastas. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're just wondering why this house has a giant pirate ship sticking out the front of it. Yeah. All right, so um, yeah, as said in the beginning, there's two Ronald McDonald House charities. One of them is the one of them provides housing for sick kids, and in, in this story, the other one is a halfway house for foster for foster kids. Um, quote: There's one. There's one in most big cities. You won't find it by looking for it. It doesn't have an address. Doesn't have a sign above the doors. It doesn't even have windows. <laughs> Which, to be fair, he's in downtown Detroit, so. <laughs> but that's a little bit spoilery for the for what's to come. But <laughs> no, it's fine. They they mentioned Detroit like fifty goddamn times in this story. Yeah. Um. So let's see. Uh. So. Uh. And it's only for bad kids. Yeah. Basically, it's where the bad kids go. Oh, and God. so yeah, it's, it's, it's where the bad kids go. <laughs> oh no! Is this actually in Detroit or is this actually in like the Middle East? You're in the. Uh... Fuck, what the hell was it? Was it Turkey? No, it wasn't Turkey. I, I can't remember now. Uh, but anyway, yeah. yeah. So anyway, since it says it only begins with, it's only for bad kids, after the section break we get, uh, this is a bad kid who's been kicked out of a bunch of foster homes, talking to, uh, also, for the for the sake of expediency, the bad kid is named Steve. Um, Spooky Steve, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Spooky Steve. So, uh, so Steve has been kicked out of all, a bunch of foster homes and is talking with his caseworker, who is just the caseworker. Uh, and says that his only options are military school or the Ronald McDonald House, which he picks the Ronald McDonald House because a, a house owned by a, fa- a, a building owned by a fast food clown sounds better than military school, which I, I guess I don't know. Um, he arrives next day in front of the McT- <laughs> smash cut to Ronald McDonald House. Um, minimal <laughs> possessions, except for some reason he has a he has a photo album of all of his other foster families. Even though he gets kicked out and hates all of them, he still has a picture of all of them for whatever reason and has a photo album in the year of our Lord 2017. I actually have the in my notes. I'll get to that because yeah, like that. There's some really contradictory shit in this story from that alone. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Um, oh, yeah, also, on top of this, uh, in addition to being on the Creepypasta archive, uh, Midnight Marinera did a live reading of this by um, by uh, the actual host of Midnight Marinera, whose name eludes me at the moment, but also Nick Nocturne and Slime Beast. Yep. Uh, which is its own special special set. If you if you want to hear if you want to hear uh, Nick Nocturne of Nightmind get legitimately angry at stuff, <laughs> yeah, I, I've been holding off listening to it because I didn't want to uh, I didn't want it to spoil my 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 reaction to this story. But I'm going to say that probably a little bit of my own reactions to this are some are are maybe biased by that, but it's been a couple of months since I've listened to it. Yeah, since I, I've, I yeah I plan on listening to that after this. <laughs> basically, so uh, yeah, so. Um, anyway, uh, Steve arrives with minimal possessions. Caseworker says she has a lot of kids that went through the Ronald McDonald house and they turned out great. And Ronald McDonald house even took their case files. And also they keep talking about how this is Detroit. I think specifically she says the Ronald McDonald house is in Detroit and the, and the military school is in Lansing. So we keep getting the hit that this is definitely Michigan. Yeah. Um, a lot of shit and then he, in Michigan. <laughs> like, uh, there's a lot of that. Yeah. That's why there's a lot of breweries and yeah. also Tim Allen <laughs> keeps talking about it. Yes. 
Uh, so let's see. They enter the they enter the Ronald McDonald House, and we just get like we just get front loaded with oh, there's the secretary is wearing clown makeup and is dressed like a nurse for some reason. And Steve immediately says he wants to go to the military school before getting dragged away by clowns. To which his caseworker says, "Oh, here comes the welcome committee." Um, and she leaves while Steve talks about how scary clown makeup is and how uh, everybody is constantly laughing and waving surgical instruments in front of his face while drugging him. Yep. And as he's passing out, they stick his they stick their fingers in his mouth to contort his face and say, "We love to see you smile." We wake up. Uh, smash cut to a cell, or I guess uh, fade in from black uh, interior cell. Uh, bad lighting. Um, he's got a gown that has Ronald McDonald heads on it for some reason. Um, a lot of description about how nasty the cell is and his backpack, which is empty except for the photo album, except all the photos have been replaced with each of his foster families being murdered, which <laughs> God damn, those are, that is a, that is a dedicated staff. Also, man, that was both quick. Holy crap! Like they just like went to each of their ho- the homes. Also, I think the caseworkers also been the mur- caseworkers also murdered, despite how she sent multiple kids to I'll the Ronald McDonald house. I'll get to that in my house. notes. <laughs> That's in my notes. That's also in my notes multiple Good. times. Anyway, this leads up to what could be a cool moment if there was literally any setup for it. Yep. Where I turn to the last page and the words written inside the back of the photo album were "You never existed." And yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that could be creepy if yeah. they did if if it wasn't just like if you didn't just get to the money shot within the first like thirty seconds. Yeah. Um. So let's see. Anyway, the clowns uh, underestimated Steve because he sewed a set of lockpicks into his backpack for some reason. I mean, he is a bad kid. He is that. a bad kid. He will keep telling us this. <laughs> Duh, I hate when characters say what they feel. That makes me angry. Um, then he elaborates these are definitely lock picks definitely pins for picking locks he is a bad kid um, side note he should have had a screwdriver to Jimmy lock open also um, but, um, okay, I, I gotta, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put one of my notes in sure. here right now at this sure, point sure 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 hit me why is there a lock on the inside of a cell door <laughs> yeah like that just seems like really shitty planning for a for a place that has cells. I mean, let's be honest. Oh. The lock is there so that he could escape with his lock picks. Well, I understand, but that he's just, very proud of. And it's a room, not a cell. Is it? I, okay, I envisioned a, like a cell of some. I think kind. he says. Like I think a, he says. I think he calls it a cell and a room interchangeably. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I'm. I'm literally thinking of like almost one of those. Um, uh, it's just, it's like it's like supposed a, to it's a, it's it's described like. Um, like a sanitarium room, yeah, that's yeah. exactly padded walls thinking, yeah. and stuff which like that. Does, they, which is why he, he, which is why he's referring to it as cell and room, like kind of interchangeably. Yeah, <laughs> just. Uh. <laughs> and so, anyway, yeah, using his amazing, uh, using his powers as the master of unlocking, he escapes, uh, barely, be- barely avoiding becoming a Steve sandwich. God damn um, you. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the, and he escapes into the hallway. He finds a bunch of identical. He finds a bunch of identical rooms slash cells. Uh, stumbles onto the play place where he hears screams, laughter, implied torture. Doesn't want to check it. Finds the stairwell. Just on. Just just gets into the stairwell. It's unlocked. Whatever goes down. Uh, the stairwell is. Uh, you will be happy to know the stairwell is rusty. Yeah. Uh, they do. They do not take any. Any. I mean, I don't know Detroit. They don't take any effort to maintain this building. Um, also, sorry to anybody in Detroit, but yeah, we're, uh, we're just, we're just a, gonna we're just gonna stereotype the hell out of you. Yeah. 
This show is racist against Detroit. I'm sorry. So, yeah, actually, it might also my notes, but I'm going to throw it in here. I don't actually hate Detroit. I'm actually quite fascinated with its modern, uh, with it on a mo- um, on the whole like angle of like modern ruination and urban decay in culture and stuff of like that, and the fact that it's fun to call something an industrial hellscape. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't yeah. actually hate, we like on the show we've said we've kind of made fun of Detroit a couple of times, but it's just it's so like it's it's kind of on a fascination level less than a hatred level. I like that you were about to say we we hate it we we've made fun of Detroit a lot, but it's just so fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so fun to hate something. <laughs> it's just so fun to make fun of it. <laughs> um, God. yeah. Okay, so anyway, play place, implied torture, finds a stairwell, he finds out he's on the fifth floor, so goes to the ground level. Uh, on the ground level, he does not find an exit. Instead, the hallway leads to a room with a red cross where there's just a bunch of kids being crucified and hung from the ceiling with a machine sucking out all their blood. Yep. I open my mouth to to scream, to crowd in anger. All I can say is, what the fuck? And then, whoops, clowns, there's a, he set off the what the fuck alarm, and now clowns are chasing him. It, it's, like in, it's like in Demolition Man, when somebody swears, they get a, there's an alert. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's, a, there's a swear alarm. <laughs> I like that. A token. What we don't hear in the story is that there's a, a little dispenser on the wall next to him that filed out a yeah. uh, receipt. <laughs> Prints on the tickets. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, whoops! There's clowns. There's a chase. He goes to the basement. He tries. He outruns the clowns. There's there's some interesting descriptive imagery in there that's kind of undercut by th- this story just going a million miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, and just oh um, no, he's being chased. He he's being chased. Back. He's running. He's running through the basement. The basement is old. There's a bunch of bodies in it for some reason. He gets yeah. to the end. There's a ladder. There's he climbs up the ladder and hits the ceiling and then keeps hitting the ceiling and the ceiling's actually a manhole cover. Okay. <laughs> Um, and one of the clowns cuts him, and then he pushes the manhole, he pushes the cover over the manhole, and... Yep, yep, yep there we go, solved. Well, he, he, he jumps onto it, right? So, he, he, that'll, he keep lays, away, he'll, that'll keep yeah, him he, from getting out. He <laughs> lies, he lies down on it, and then leaves. Um, and then we get, and then this is where the story takes a turn that I don't, yep. I don't understand what's happening, is that it's a desolate, it's a desolate street, it's ruined, it's abandoned. Okay, that's fair, it's Detroit. And then he hits on this newspaper that says July 13th, 1992. Okay. And I looked this up. Oh. I can't find anything significant about this date except that a famous Belgian swimmer was born. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank God for that. <laughs> I think like a, an, an Olympic swimmer was from Belgium was born on this day. I don't understand why this day. I, I, I don't. Anyway, and then it's like, did he go? And then there's this, and then it comes to this question, which we, we brought up at the beginning of the episode. Like, did he go back in time? Because he goes to the McDonald's. He, goes, he finds a McDonald's and says, oh, but it's a McDonald's from the 80s. Um... But yeah, then also, the it's unlocked, it's abandoned, um, and there's just... But and then, this is the part that... There's just a laptop. <laughs> yep. There's just... Yep. I noticed what okay, he must do. <laughs> I noticed... Yeah, I noticed on the front counter, a black rectangle. I got closer, a laptop. A nearly new laptop. I let out a soft, delirious laugh. I knew what I was supposed to do. And then I wrote this story and posted it to the Creepypasta Wiki. Wow. And also... Here's here's Ronald McDonald. Yeah, while 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 the statue of Ronald McDonald on the bench next to me was looking over my shoulder. And oh right, yeah, he takes it out of the restaurant and <laughs> yeah. writes on the bench, yeah. and then we get and then we get his like fucking Instagram picture of the Ronald McDonald statue. Yep. 
Hashtag oh. no filters. <laughs> oh boy. So, so yeah, um, yeah. Give me, give me, hit, 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 hit me with your guys' stuff. Okay. Um, I guess I'll go first uh, with my thoughts on this. So I start off with a quote. There's one. There's one in, in most big cities. You won't find it by looking for it. It doesn't have an address. It doesn't have signs above a door, the door. It doesn't even have windows. No, the only way you'll find it is if you're taken there. Wait. <laughs> but how does the person taking you there find it if you can't find it yourself? Ow. First, that was my first reaction to that. <laughs> GPS. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, you just yeah, you just yeah, you just punch it in. Yeah. You know, in this vein, in this vein, this is tangential. Yeah. But I will say, um, there is this. Um, I had a friend in from Ohio a couple years back, uh, mm-hmm. and we went to the Lincoln Park Zoo in Chicago. Yeah. And it was getting like it was around dinner time, so I just looked up on I uh, looked up on Google Maps on my phone like what's a what are some good restaurants around because I haven't been in the Lincoln Park area a lot, and so I found this one place that was like five stars. And I'm like, all right, sure, let's go. And like, I, I punched it in. The directions took me to, um, like, and I'm I'm reminded this just be, because uh, the directions took me to this like giant like black slab of a building <laughs> that had uh, it had a it had a um, so we went. It had some obvious doors on the front, so we went in, and the doors led to a dark hallway that was lit only by occasional red lights. And then, but and then the end were some like elevator-like doors that opened uh, automatically when we got to them, and then it opened up into a cocktail lounge. <laughs> and this woman came up to us and asked who, which party we were with, and saying like, "Oh, uh, do do you guys uh, do you guys have any tables open?" And her response was, "Oh, sorry, our reservation list is three months." <laughs> wow. And yeah, uh, the, I. That that place that place is closed now. Um, I can't remember why, but it was uh, it was too it was a, too fancy for this world. <laughs> I guess I don't know. It was fucking jumping, and I'm pretty sure there, were, there had to be an eyes wide shut sex club in the back. Oh fuck! But um, it that, was yeah, sorry. it was yeah it was I I wish I could remember the name of the place now. It was so fucking bizarre. But that's just just this interaction just reminded me of going to that place. <laughs> It's, that's really interesting because my next thing is also something that this story brought up something from my childhood <laughs> that like in terms of like the whole like the whole building itself and shit um, mm-hmm. so yeah so start off with like another quote uh, I've been in and out of foster families and group homes uh, here in Detroit since I was a kid so this kid is in Detroit um, are we sure uh, uh, are we sure this isn't just an isolated instance uh, in that <laughs> in that urban hellscape <laughs> That was my my reaction to that to like as uh, to that part of the story, but um, this story actually reminds me like as I was reading it, the story started reminding me of a threat slash urban legend uh, from my own my old childhood neighborhood. Um, I was a terrible I was kind of a terrible kid sometimes as a kid, mm-hmm. as you know most kids were. Sure. Um, like didn't follow the, my parents' rules and shit like that. Um, normal kid stuff for the most part. Uh, like just didn't want to go when we were supposed to leave like our grandma's place and stuff like that. But my dad one day threatened to take me to the Bad Boys Club, uh, basically a troubled a troubled youth center in in in, uh, in my home in my in my old uh, neighborhood in my old neighborhood area. Um, and the way my dad described now a popular it, rap group. Yeah. <laughs> the way my dad described it, it was a hellish institution that I couldn't leave, um, and. 
my dad wasn't actually going to take me there, obviously, and but it scared me for years in my childhood, uh, and I had nightmares and idea, like imaginative ideas about exactly what it was. This whole and this whole dark side of Ronald McDonald House, however annoying as a twisted like or like you know the whole like trope of you know twisting a otherwise good natured real charity place like you know the Disney thing, mm-hmm. um, or like Ronald McDonald House, which is actual like legit good. Um, like place for like kids and even like families that are misfortunate, unfortunate, and stuff like that. Um, but to actually like twist and stuff like that. But it kind of, this whole like premise of like the institutionalized like building and like these creepy like clown nurses and stuff like that kind of reminded me of my old nightmares of this bad boys club. <laughs> <laughs> because even like I even imagined the place when I was a kid being like a giant windowless like facility. Like a like a like a personal like prison hell for children. <laughs> so nice. I was like reading the story. I was like, oh shit, this is dredging up some really like freaky childhood nightmares. <laughs> yeah. You know, on the opposite side of that, uh, in in the in the loop downtown in Chicago, um, we have a. Uh, I only learned this when I was watching a let's play of Watch Dogs, yep. uh, which was played by somebody um, by somebody else who lives in Chicago and has lived here a lot longer than I have. Um, talking about how in the loop there are in fact um, they used the wrong name, but I learned uh, they, they they thought they said the Cook County Correctional Facility, which is way somewhere else in Cook County. But they, I learned from that uh, that there are in fact uh, two different there are in fact two different prisons in the loop, and they are not. Uh, immediately obvious as prisons mm-hmm. yeah um there's the juvenile center which is between i think a starbucks and a subway so kind of oh my god so it is kind of like this <laughs> with like that just a giant just a building among all the other ones yeah like it's, it's all part of the same building in fact like it just the uh, the only reason i knew what it was was because i looked up the address and the address of the building is stamped in huge letters like or it's it's in huge like it's in huge letters in frosted glass above the uh, above the door. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, okay, I never knew what that was. And then the other place is uh, the Metropolitan Correctional Facility or something. I I might be getting the name wrong, and it's this weird triangular like it it's not it's like a triangular high rise building, and the only thing that gives you an the only thing that makes it obvious that it's a prison is that the windows are very very small. Yeah. Almost non-existent. <laughs> yeah, they're like they're they're like weird slits that are big enough to let in enough light, but not big enough to escape through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that game, uh, Watch Dogs, also kind of made me realize that yeah, there was <clears throat> prisons among the main like city, <laughs> and I think I even had like a conversation with you over Skype once about that. Maybe but, yeah. Um, Watch Dogs also has a. A lot of things wrong about Chicago because it was supposed to be Toronto at yeah, first. Yeah, that that blew my mind when I found that out. I was like, oh, like okay. And then you which guys is why go, which is why Chicago has so many mountains. What? <laughs> in that in that game. I just I just don't imagine Toronto having mountains. But okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they split they split the difference. It also has a lot more <laughs> islands, which Chicago does have like islands, including the legendary Goose Island. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, that's either here nor there. <laughs> yeah, that's not wrong, McDonald. Back to Detroit. Yeah, back to Detroit. Back to the the urban hellscape. <laughs> back to Detroit. I'm. I actually wonder if this person like lives in Michigan or Detroit, or if they just kind of threw names around. Yeah, I mean, it is like again, like we 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 do make fun of Detroit sometimes, but it's like it it is really good fodder for like urban decay. 
because of unfortunate things that have happened in the last couple of decades. <laughs> but um, yeah, thanks a lot, General Motors. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, here's another quote. Uh, I don't, I don't have the patience for drill sergeants and 5 a.m. Rev, uh, revelry. Revelry. Okay, that's. Um, Okay, I think that was actually a grammar Nazi thing because it's uh, I, I have in my notes uh, it should be didn't for to keep the past tense, but maybe that makes sense uh, when you're reading that the full story part of that story. Uh, hmm. Okay, I mean it's probably it's it's probably a, a grammatical error. Like yeah. you're 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 changing tense in the middle of the same paragraph. Yeah, you're uh, also changing tense. Like you shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Change tense. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, as we do on the show, please, please stick to one tense and maybe edit. <laughs> um, another another quote. I've had a few cases who went there, or went through the Ronald McDonald House. The caseworker said, from the front seat, things went we- so well that for those kids. I never even, I never had to, tra- what? I never had to transfer them anywhere else. In fact, the house took over their case files and everything. So that's a little suspicious, and there's an issue that comes up later in my thoughts on that um, regarding the caseworker gets killed. How the, yeah, why is this? Why does she get killed now? If she's had many other case files go through the same building. Yeah, I do. Like, I do like. Oh man, it's so good. Like the kids, um, and this will. I'll, I'll discuss that. I'll, I'll discuss that more in in our later breakdowns. But yeah. yeah. Um, and then another quote uh, as they go into the uh, the place. The caseworker rang the bell on the counter, and the secretary spun around in her chair. Her face was painted like a clown, like Ronald McDonald, in fact. Call it my entirely rational fear of clowns, but this kid should run. <laughs> Just run while you can. <laughs> I mean, I think that's why he says, actually, I want to go to the military school now. Yeah. Uh, and then I also case- am going to say, I think this. I think the writer of this story has a fear of clowns and a fear of hospitals and just Merge tried to make two? a story out of that. And I mean, that's perfectly, like, that's perfectly legitimate. Like, I mean, it's just, this is a, those are two subjects that don't combine well unless you're going to make, like, uh, Evil Patch Adams. Yeah. And then, but then, and then we have the scene um, where the caseworker turns around and sees all the the, the the nurses and stuff of that. Oh, said the caseworker, here comes the welcoming, the welcoming committee. committee. So yeah. you are either a really horrible person, a just hilariously oblivious slash a horror movie parent, or you're in on this entire thing and you want this kid off your hands by any means necessary. Uh, yeah, I like <laughs> I like the idea that she's complicit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, in fact, that would have been better than her being killed. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like if she'd like if she'd actually um, if she started laughing at the same time as she walked away and, and then yeah. left because <laughs> yeah. she's also deep and then she takes off the mask to reveal that she's a clown. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> um, also regarding yeah, so regarding the trip to the industrial halfway house, <laughs> as I call it, with a windowless building, um, and then we just dive right into this fun house of like murder and shit. Um, this really escalated. This escalated. Like this really got out of hand fast. This went. Yeah, like, this went zero to sixty in uh, about a sentence. <laughs> yeah, like there was some buildup at the very at, kind of at the beginning, but then just boom, insane clown posse <laughs> shows up and <laughs> just starts. Gra- it grabs the kid and throws him into the into this weird, and it just starts drugging him. And then he's in a cell. And then he's in that staircase. And then. 
he's in this weird fucked up medical room where people are, where kids are being siphoned for their blood and then he's running past yeah it just keeps going like it, it does there's no like transitionary sequences to help slow down the pace of the story to make these like no it's just it's like just good. a million miles an hour the yeah. entire time we're just getting like all the highlights basically why have a hamburger when you can have steak yeah Actually, this this reminds me. Oh, there's a there's a le, there's a let's play I, I saw of uh, Super Mario Brothers two that was uh, co commentated by the Retsupre guys. I don't okay. know if you watch that channel, I, where yeah. the the let's the this guy um, I think is um, shoot what's his name I gotta hold on I have it I have it written down somewhere True. but um he's uh, his whole thing is that he cuts out any uh, any time that he's not commentating. So that his videos are just non-stop commentary. Oh God. Um. Let me see. What do we got? Uh, it is. Uh, Corn Shack. That's his name, <laughs> right? Corn Shack. And it's yeah, and it's just like he cuts out anytime he's not talking. And but the thing is, like his commentary isn't always like is is it even that interesting? It's like he's going through World War Two with the whales, and like he he takes he takes like a minute to point out how one of these whales has its eye in a slightly different place than the other whales. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's what this story is. Yeah, it's like, just like cut the cut the fat. We just need what you know what you know what makes horror boring tense building. Yeah. Let's exactly. just let's like, just have let's just do a supercut of Friday the Thirteenth where all the kids just get stabbed to death <laughs> and we get a, to the machete have, fight in five minutes. Let's just have a montage of death. <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically Friday the Thirteenth. Um, it, it sounds like something somebody would like take the Friday the Thirteenth movie and just make a YouTube like clip show. Of all the death sequences, um, yeah, that said, like the the story wouldn't be helped by like pacing, but pacing is definitely one of its problems. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then moving on to another quote here, uh, I tried to sit up, my body ached, and the move the moment I sat up, yeah, wow, my body ached, and the moment I sat upright, my vision started spinning. Wonder what they drugged me with? I think it's I wondered what they drugged me with. Um, just another bit of grammar Nazism. Um, and then, so at the, so at the beginning of the story, the kid is just describes himself as a bad kid and going through all these foster families, but it doesn't add up really with this, with his photo album and the fact that he wishes it had worked out, but with those other families, like maybe I'm missing something, uh, with like foster life. No, you're, and, the, like, I mean, you're, you're not missing anything. The author <laughs> just, just, the, <laughs> instead of the, the author, uh, did not it did not tell us why Steve was a bad kid. Yeah, it's just Steve is a bad kid. Steve got kicked out of foster families. Steve <laughs> likes his likes his foster families, but he gets kicked out of them because he's there's, a bad kid. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing else in there. It's yeah. just so it's, it's he's just this. Yeah, there's just he's, sorry. Yeah, because yeah, because he's like says that and then says the other thing. It's kind of getting mixed signals as to why exactly he's a bad kid. Yet he. He's a bad to, kid, but deeply he wants to be loved. He's a bad kid with a heart of gold, is what I kind of got with him. And basically, that's what my my that was my response to the next thing where he's like, where he's talking about the pins uh, using for the pin locks. It's like I told you, I'm a bad kid. And then my response to it was basically a bad kid with a heart of gold. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then so the and then yeah, I basically go on the next thing. Part of that is my. I like also of, that he had he. I like also that he has an emergency set of lockpicks sewn right. into his backpack. <laughs> yeah. 
like just... which I feel like this is so this is like <laughs> oh man this is it, this is why I'm glad I like didn't get into writing when I was in high school because <laughs> um, I feel like this is something that this that this person actually did like the writer actually did and is like wrote this story just to show that off because this is an idea the idea I had an idea in high school that the best home security would be uh, to remove one section of the wall uh, put a knife in among the studs and then if somebody broke in I would scream punch through the wall and pull out a knife <laughs> I mean that would and I'd ne- and that's this is that's the it's the art of war the best weapon is the one you never have to use <laughs> nice yeah. that would that would definitely stop like like that would definitely break tension I, I, I would think um, either by you breaking your fist on the wall, or or like I'm gonna just, have a photo to let me know where the knife is. Yeah, <laughs> or or like suddenly like you from the angle of the, the the guy who's breaking in, just have this like guy just break through his like his wall screaming and then grab out a knife and was like, oh fuck this, I'm out, <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> this guy's insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's that kind of like child, or that childlike kind of like, or like naivete, or naivete of um, like what you would do is like when you're ta- writing a story, like what I'd do for this part is I'd do like this super complex thing. Yeah. Um, also, regard uh, regarding the um, uh, when we go to uh, to the, I guess is it called the playroom, the uh, play place, the play place with the uh, the crucified children. Uh, the crucified uh, children. That's... The crucified children are in a room that just has a red cross. Right, play places. Play, play place is never explored. You yeah. just hear screams. Yeah. Right. Okay. So yeah, the, the 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 one with the kids who are crucified. So I don't know why, but the kids dangling from crucifixes while hanging from the ceiling and having their blood drained. The whole crucifix part kind of muddles the horror of this scene. Like. It's not silly, it, or it's not that it's really silly, it's just, it's, there's it's so much there, it's kind of adding too much clutter to an otherwise creepy sequence. Like, it's kind of distracting to have... Yeah, it's not It's not enough that the kids are being killed, uh, or their blood is being taken, or they've been crucified. It's all three of these things. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that's that's the uh, that's the approach we call more is more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it kind of goes back to, like, uh, like we were just saying about... Um, writing when we were younger like we're in like in high school and stuff of that um it kind of feels like that kind of writing like uh, immature or like kind of almost immature or like amateur like more than amateur writing i don't have i don't have shurikens (laughs) i have i have steel-edged playing cards (laughs) (laughs) or i have a gun that doesn't just shoot shurikens it shoots shurikens with lightning (laughs) i have a gun that's also a sword also i'm the one of the two people in the world that can use it fuck Goddamn edge lords! <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It's it's the edge lord edge lord mentality. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, it's just it's this thing where I feel <laughs> I feel like this is the only part of the story that got a lot of writing. Where it's like, no, this needs to be. There needs to be more to this. Yeah, <laughs> everything got like multiple rounds of stuff being added. Yeah, and then as he's running like down that uh, down in the basement, which suddenly turns into a sewer tunnel, I guess. And there's these just like piles of bodies, just yeah, piles of bodies. They're just there. Like, should it, I'm kind of getting into like we got a plot hole here because this Ronald McDonald house. I mean, I get that like oh they they take in the uh, these bad kids and then they just they end up they could end up in um, uh, 
they can just vanish because they, they have all the paperwork too. So they just, oh no, they went to a good home. Don't worry about it. But when you have piles of bodies. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> they're hidden just, underground. Yeah. Around a McDonald house. And you know they're and if, and yeah so they're in, they're in the sewers but it's Detroit I mean no one's gonna no one's gonna question that. <laughs> um, you give to Ronald McDonald House you're donating to mass executions. <laughs> yeah, God. Uh, and then uh, so yeah the guy uh, this this one's uh, he lays on the on top of the manhole cover for a few minutes as like, he catches his breath. I just feel like that's a good way to get stabbed by needles or scalpels from the clowns below. Since manhole covers generally have holes in them, uh, not, not always. No, okay. If it's just... it, it, it depends on the kind of manhole cover it is. If this is a storm drain, then yeah, it would. Yeah. If it's um, but most manhole covers are just like an inch of solid steel. Okay, fair enough. All right. So also on the other side of that, this kid was able to lift a manhole cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's the other plot hole of that. <laughs> and the and the clowns are not, or yeah. they just don't care. Yeah, they're just like ah oh, shucks, he got away. Well. He's gone. Well, t- he's time travel. Luckily, that was the manhole cover that goes back in time. It was the porthole of time. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the and then following that whole like shenan- those shenanigans, uh, I looked around. Abandoned buildings, broken glass, no lights, no cars, no sign of any life at all. So, downtown Detroit. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> um, and then. After that, we get to the part where he... Uh, my foot fell on something soft and mushy. I looked down. A newspaper. I peeled it off I peeled, uh, peeled it off the wet asphalt. Most of the ink had faded, but I was able to make out the date. July 13th, 1992. And my Again. reaction... My initial reaction to that was... Wait, wait. Uh, hang on. What? Time travel? Yeah. <laughs> to That's be everybody's fair. reaction. And then, and, then, and then, to be fair, this is Detroit... <laughs> So there could be some, still some rampant newspapers from around the 90s, or so surreal modern anachronisms from the movie It Follows would have me believe, because seriously, I'm getting some serious It Follows vibes from the setting of this story, because um, in that movie it's set in Detroit, but I didn't know it was Detroit until they mentioned the, the 8 Mile, um, about uh, 30 minutes before the end of the movie. And for the whole movie, I'm like, is this like set in the 80s? Because all the cars are roughly 80s-style st- uh, cars, and the tube TVs, and, like, the houses are all 80s-fashioned, but yet people have cell phones, and, like, this ki- this one kid is reading, uh, like, a book from a, like, clam-like tablet, and they're going to, uh, like, the girl goes also, to... Also, isn't that movie about Twitter? No, no, that was uh, um, Unfriend, or Unfriended, I think. Unfriend is about Facebook. Okay, okay, I thought It Follows was about Twitter. It Follows, I think, is, or it's a um, an invisible killer. It's basically a slasher movie where the slasher is an STD. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's a supernatural, oh, sorry, an SSTD. It's a supernaturally sexually transmitted disease. Um, okay. But um, the whole setting uh, is, like, this kind of weird, like, modern, yet anachronistic modern kind of, like, setting. Because everything is analog, very little in the in the movie itself is digital. But there mm-hmm. are as, there are devices that are digital in the movie that pop up, and it has you questioning if this is a supposed to be like a an eighties like kind of tribute movie. And then you realize, oh no, this isn't an eighties an anachronism. This is just Detroit. <laughs> and so I can't help but get some like weird feelings for that, like from between the setting of this story and it follows. And maybe there's some inspiration, or is that just how Detroit is? Is it just some weird ruined time capsule? <laughs> yeah, I don't. 
uh, I mean, I don't think it's. I think saying that is a is a bit is a bit far, but yeah, um, yeah. I don't. I've never actually been to Detroit. I don't know. I know they're trying to put a RoboCop statue in there. I've driven through it, or I've driven down the highway to get to Gen Con, and mm-hmm. it, the the, it, the it's pretty like ramshackle and kind of run down a little bit and like it's definitely like i say like it, i call it an industrial hellscape for a reason <laughs> um because there's a lot of factory work and stuff like old factories and stuff that are like pumping out fumes into the sky sure but like from on the highway anyway so like that's my my point of view of it anyway but yeah i've never actually been in downtown in like in the into detroit core itself so i don't know if that's actually the case all over the, the city um it's just what media has kind of had me to believe <laughs> Um, and then we go on to, uh, my last part of my thoughts. Uh, so we have this quote at the very end. Uh, I noticed something from the front of the corner uh, on the front counter, a black rectangle. I got closer, a laptop, nearly nude laptop. I let out a soft, delirious laugh. Uh, Basically what you meant, like what you described earlier. So, um, Mm -hmm. and then it gets down to, it's like, because I've noticed, uh, I've been noticing out of the corner of my eye, Ronald is trying to look over my shoulder. He's laughing now. All I can do is join him. I'm just, what? And that's how yeah. the story ends. And I'm just, mm-hmm. I mean, this is kind of a surreal ending, but the breakneck pacing throughout the entire story leaves me more confused than really intrigued. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just don't know what to make of it. Like, it, there's some really interesting, creepy ideas in this story, but they are so just skimmed over or fast put, he hit fast forward. Um, you know, this the, reminds me a lot yeah. of um, the good. A good at a the, the best thing I could think of is uh, Silent Hill Revelation 3D. That this <laughs> oh, both of these things are just like it's a haunted house. Yeah, where their idea of horror is like, look, here's a scary thing. Here's a scary thing. Here's a scary thing. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. Like it's here's some here's a spooky scene. Oh, here's another spooky scene. Oh, here's another basically, and it does feel like you're just walking through a haunted house or, a, or like one of those like attractions that are like just kind of give you false horror because it's all just displaying over over the top creepiness. Yeah, maybe this was his pitch for the haunted hayride was the yeah. Ronald McDonald House attraction. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, that's basically my notes on the story because it's just, it's weird. (laughs) It's trippy and it's weird, but it's not in a good way. (laughs) So like also how many, how many pastas can you identify in this or like how many tropes does this incorporate? Cause I was able to pick out like three. Um, really the big one that is coming to mind is abandoned by Disney's, uh, abandoned by Disney, uh, corruptus in terms of like using, like basically taking a real life um, like uh, organization and basically saying there's a dark side to it which I'm, I'm sure has been done in other stories not just that one um, yeah you got suicide you got Squidward suicide suicide mouse yeah um, like yeah basically the, basically any of the lost, lost episodes. episodes that like treat it as like oh the uh, the Disney company wanted to uh, want some, to do something dark and then they, they had they had to basically get rid of the footage or they hid the footage from people but it got leaked um, that kind of stuff it, I, I don't really, I can't really think of any other ones aside from that. I think like what, which other ones are you are you talking about aside from a band of Okay, so we've stuff? got, so we've got um, at the at the end of the story, we have two right in a row, which is, um, which is I found this laptop. I needed to post this to the creepypasta <laughs> yeah, wiki. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's and then true. also, yeah. and then also just random smile dog. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the photo, yeah. 
That's that's yeah okay yeah. Those, there's that trope. There's the yeah the. I feel like if I read more stuff, there's probably a bunch of other things in the middle here. I that I I just can't identify. Um, the kid always being prepared and able to escape. Um, is I'm sure is a trope in all in creepypastas. Uh, like kind of actually the uh, the one that's coming to mind is the. Um, of course, now I can't remember it. Uh, it was the one that you guys hated because it was they would he the guy would refuse to call it blood. All <laughs> oh, right. The showers. Right. 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 Yeah. Uh, where the guy like uh, went into all this horrible shit and like he shouldn't have been able to escape, but just because he's the protagonist and he needs to write down the story, he escaped. <laughs> like Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, and then there's man. Uh, and, also, like, one of the other things. Sorry, I just uh, and then like you know the use of clowns is a is a very well it's not so much a creep pasta trope but it's a very common it's a horror like, trope horror yeah. trope is to use clowns or Ronald McDonald. Um, it's the yeah it's the monkey cheese of horror. Yeah. Um, I think that was also a thing. Um, so one of the things was when I was listening to this on Midnight Marinara, uh, Slime Beast kept comparing it to all all of his other stories as he was reading it. Yeah, I could see that. Um, and one of them was, uh, one of them was, he did this other story that I don't know if you guys have recovered called Honkers. We have not done that one yet. <laughs> um, I can't remember if that's the name of it, but the, uh, the, the twist in that one is it's about this, it's about this like McDonald's knockoff place that's very, very clown themed. <laughs> and then the, um, and then the twist is that, uh, all of the food is made of dead kids. See, that's actually really, uh, that's kind of interesting. Um, and well, and the best part is, I'm pretty sure this is a troll pasta because oh, it has probably. a it has another it has another better twist at the end. Oh, I'm not going to spoil it. Just Damn read that story. Right, it's I'll stupid. Re- all right, fine. We'll read it's that stupid. Story it's then. stupid in a fun. It's it, it's really <laughs> stupid in a fun way. All right. Well, how about this? We'll read that. I'll read that story, and then we'll have you on the show again for that one. <laughs> sure. Um, it's, yeah. a, it's a date. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing with this one is, um, I actually expected the blood, like the, the them siphoning the blood from the kids, to have like some kind of dark meaning about like you know Ronald McDonald as well. Like, is that what goes in the in the slurries or the slurries, the um, like the slushies and some of that, or like the like some of their like their sodas and stuff like that? But no, yeah, it's just, no, it's it's just, just no, it's, they're just siphoning blood for reasons. And like, it's, yeah, no, it's just it's. I, I I got the results of the test back. I definitely have breast cancer. Right? <laughs> like this really does. Oh my god! Is this really? Is this the room for for creepypastas? <laughs> I hope not. No, this didn't cost six million dollars to produce. It's not as it's not as technically competent as the room is. Fair. The room is an example of technical competence with very very bad writing. <laughs> yeah. Because you see that, and you compare. You see the room. You compare that to a Neil Breen film. Yeah, like you see the room and you say this is a really terrible, terrible movie. Then you watch a Neil Breen film and you realize when you see a Neil Breen film that oh right, Tommy Wiseau went to film school and hired a crew. Whereas Neil Breen, I think, is just like he just decided to start making movies, even though he has no training or foyer into it. From whatever. Yeah, he was a he's he's as far as I understand, he is a realtor in Las Vegas. Yeah, and he had some money and he just he spends like thirty thousand dollars per film, maybe. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, uh, he also is he also is not part of uh, not part of a union, so he cannot he cannot hire. <laughs> it's that was in a uh, this we're gonna on a way way on a tangent here, but in one of the things for his latest film Pass Through, um, he talked about um, in an interview he said uh, that he did not hire any union actors, and that was not by choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> wow. Um. 
I think this is. I think on the scale of on a scale of bad movies, this is definitely more on the Neil Breen side than the Tommy Wiseau side. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> like this is like uh, not a, not enough not enough magic rocks or, or laptops though. Yeah. Actually, there is one I, laptop, I, but it's never, on. I've only heard of Neil Breen because of other podcasts that we are both kind of like privy to. <laughs> you can you can find all of his movies on YouTube. Oh, great! That's always a good that's always a good indicator. <laughs> he does not care about he he just wants people to see his movies. All right. Well, I mean, so so he does it. For- you can also order them from his website in a very very convoluted fashion, and he will autograph them for you. Wow. So I mean, he, at least it seems like he cares, but <laughs> he's, he's definitely he's definitely passionate about this stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but so that's yeah, yeah. That's something else. Yeah, that, yeah. We're, as much as this is like our like anniversary episode, so I mean, we're we're entitled to go a little bit off kilter sure. for it. Okay, um, sure. But uh, so does Mikey or should Matt go first? <laughs> I can go, I guess. Okay, uh, I, I already went. What else is there? All right, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I guess I have some. I all I have is like is a couple things I would, a couple ideas I have that could make the story better. Okay, we'll save those for after for like when we get to the for the end because that I think we need to hear that after like after all the complaints about this. Yeah, uh, I am going to start at the end with the time travel or supposed time travel. Uh, my mind didn't actually go to time travel for some reason. It, it just went to sort of like the burger apocalypse or a burger meltdown with a burger mushroom cloud. <laughs> so wait, he gets, he, he gets out of this like hellhole and realizes that the entire world has become a burger apocalypse? Yeah, that happened in 1992. Oh god. I mean, to be fair, to be fair the clowns did kill all of his families. Yeah, oh my god. So wait, oh. And take photos of it. Yeah, and he was drugged, so maybe, like, holy shit. <laughs> like, not so much like a, he slept too long and, like, he's something went back in time or anything, but, like, he was just always in 1992? <laughs> and that's when the apocalypse happened? <laughs> oh my god. Yep. I, that that kind of makes this a lot more intriguing. Um. And, and then he wrote this on his laptop before pulling out his portal gun and entering our universe. Yeah. 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 The, the laptop really, really doesn't work if it is in 1992. Uh, just because I was looking it up and uh, the internet wasn't a thing until 1991. And then it was just starting out. Yeah, you had your dial-ins and your BBSs. Yeah. Like, yeah. the World Wide Web as a concept wasn't really a thing until 1995. Well... Or, like, nin- it wasn't it wasn't popular then. Well, until about then. 95 is when Windows 95 came out and Internet Explorer. So... Yeah. That's where, like, the Internet sort of took off. And... The issue with this new laptop in 1992... In order to have internet, you would have you'd have the Unix box. You're other actually applying that, logic so, to this. So, so, well, Mikey, one other thing I'll point out: other things that did not exist in 1992. Wikipedia, uh, wikis as a concept, the yeah. creepypasta wiki, yeah. creepypastas, yeah. 4chan, <laughs> X. <laughs> yeah, at that point, it was like Polybius, like urban legend stuff, like not even. 
yeah. <laughs> it's like to try and like make this like, oh no, this is like happened in 1992. <laughs> like, uh yeah, it just doesn't it, work. It's it's easier to just kind of like sl- like go with like oh he time traveled. I, th- I think it hits on this thing though. We're like all yeah. of us hit this newspaper that says 1992, <laughs> and, like, and we what? all took our own interpretation of like why does it say 1992? <laughs> yeah, because it's never it, it doesn't. We just he just he finds it and that, then he walks over to a dilapidated, ruined 80s style McDonald's, and that's it. And like that's never the 92 is never otherwise explained. <laughs> It's also not significant. No, I know. It's, it's Nothing just... happened. <laughs> Nothing happened on that day. <laughs> you know what? I would. You know, I gotta actually wonder if it. If it's kind of a joke that because uh, I almost wonder if the author himself was born on July thirteenth, nineteen ninety two. Like that's highly and possible. And it's just a personalized in joke in the story. <laughs> Also, this is the thing that was pointed out in um, this is the thing that was pointed out in Midnight Marinera. Okay, but it's like, all right, we're gonna say that this story takes place in the year of our Lord twenty seventeen. Yeah, um, and this is a this is a bad kid who would be living with living with his parents. How does he know what an eighties styled McDonald's looks like? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just. Ow. Ow. Yep. <laughs> also, the McDonald's is, despite being abandoned, does still have power and Wi-Fi. Yep, Wi-Fi, yeah. Wi-Fi. I looked that up. It was didn't even become a thing until 1997. <laughs> and even then, like most restaurants, most restaurants wouldn't have Wi-Fi. I don't, think, I don't think that really became popular in restaurants till like the like mid to late 2000s, right? Well, yeah, it's easily the into the millennium. Yeah, <laughs> for, like I, I, for me, like I, I just feel like that was more of a like maybe like five or six years down, like five or six years ago, like to this date. Yeah. Um. So it just so makes no just, fucking sense. Yeah. I guess that also gives the impression so. this is a this is a '90s kid writing about, or not a '90s kid, but a kid born in the '90s. Writing about what writing about um, tr- maybe trying to write about the past and not understanding a world before the internet was everywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. basically. I mean, I was a '90s kid and I barely remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, do, do, do. The other another note I have is the uh, cell phone. Like he when he gets to the right, he did have a cell phone. Thing, he says, "Oh yeah, uh, they they took everything except." my bag with the album and they took his cell phone and I'm thinking, okay, you got a foster kid who has the money to have a cell phone. Who is he calling? Yeah. <laughs> his casework. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I, yeah, also, like, that whole thing, I mean, it like, could be a pre, it also could be a prepaid phone or whatever. Yeah. You can buy those, at, you can buy those at the dollar store. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for um, real, you can but, buy those at the dollar store. <laughs> but, yeah, and then another plot hole that is like, they take everything except for his bag. That's you, what I was thinking. You, like, you think why wouldn't they just take the entire bag and if the if the album was so important, put it in a, another bag that they just happened to have, or leave the album? I was actually just thinking that. It's like, I mean, again, he needs the bag because he needs to, he has his pins there, yeah. and that's how he's going to get escape. Yeah, not you know like, 
surprise the uh, somebody who gives him food or something like that, and you know, then pushes out, and then he, we have a no. That would take having that, having true. somebody show up yeah. to the room would take time. Yeah, we and don't we, have we don't, time. We don't have this. time for any of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like it, it would otherwise like we he should have they should have just left him with the the album if they were gonna like change out all the photos with these like murder photos, which also like man he must have been out a while. <laughs> With those drugs, yeah. for they're to... just the world's fastest murderers and photographers. Yeah, <laughs> was and so also long. they got all those photos developed. <laughs> I know. Yeah. They're using Polaroids because you know eighties and nineties. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, and uh, when it got to the and end... also all those families were home at exactly the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when it got to the end of the album. Uh, where it says, you never existed. I was like, man, did this creepy pastor just break the fourth wall? <laughs> what? Because <laughs> he never existed. And it's he's, a creepy pastor about someone who never existed. Yeah. Okay, so like the whole fictional thing, yeah. <laughs> I, I think you're, you're going a little too deeper than I even I would on the story. But... Yeah. Also, I, I, for some reason, like because the the last couple, like last series of photos, are of the um, uh, the person like taking photos as they're getting too closer and closer to murdering the caseworker. I kind of just had the sudden imagine, like uh, the sudden like thing in my head where it's like the photos, like a, like a screen, like a like a in the same vein as like in the X Files intro, where it's like like where it's like a screenshot of them like going yeah. through a room. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> It has nothing to do with the story or like anything. It's just yeah. something that just kept popped in my mind because, fuck it, it's funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, another issue I had was uh, when he goes to basement three because he goes down three levels to get to this basement yeah. after being on the main yep. floor. Um, and then he goes into a sewer-like tunnel that ends up being the sewer yeah. because of the manhole. And I was just like, well, why didn't you just say it was the sewer? <laughs> because he Also, was... why does it go directly into the sewer? Yeah. Well, that's where they're hiding the bodies, you see. <laughs> yeah. And just letting all that industrial uh, sewage do the, clean up the work. <laughs> oh. Alright. Uh, now... Uh, something that made this more interesting. Oh. Uh, going into this, knowing that it would be really, really bad, uh, I put on my alien goggles. What? That's right. Uh, from a perception of believing that. Oh, okay, not actual goggles. No, okay, no. okay. Just... Oh, you asshole! <laughs> you goddamn asshole! Are we, are we seriously doing the sleep paralysis versus aliens thing? <laughs> Okay, continue, no, j- continue. J- just aliens in okay. general, because, like, you know, the, the clowns are aliens. Like, just taking that perspective. Uh, so, basically, they're, they're mind-controlling the caseworker. That's why she's so that, oblivious. That's why she's oblivious. And then the reason she's killed is because the mind control wears off. It can only be used so much, or else the brain goes... Kaplui, you know. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. It's like it's like Code Chaos. <laughs> yeah. They only have limited uses of the chaos before it wears out. So, but it's... the chaos does last indefinitely. So wait, I, 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 you're telling me 
that this is a sequel. This is in fact a sequel to Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> the rise of Ronald McDonald. <laughs> well, n- not that far because there's so much other shit, other stuff. stuff in Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and this that it just it's its own separate entity. Okay, <clears throat> like the. Um, but it's in that. Yeah, there's genre no disease of, that turns your that nose genre. red. Yeah. 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 So it's in that genre of, you know, clown space clowns. Yeah. And then if you take the blood, they clearly need the blood of innocence to do something, which is probably to power their spaceship. So human children blood is <laughs> fuel for the clown aliens' spacecraft, which is a giant windowless building well, in disguise. Okay, okay. Uh, I have an explanation for that. Okay. Uh, it actually has the camouflage stuff like the Doctor Who TARDIS. So okay, it's got the chameleon. It's got yeah, the chameleon yeah, yeah. device. Yeah. So what we have at the beginning with the windowless building actually becomes the McDonald's at the end. Uh. <laughs> okay. Okay. And the re- and it, the technology is so advanced that it can integrate into the sewers to make it seem like it's been there all along. And then it's also got the Transformers technology where it scans for the most prominent form of architecture. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be a McDonald's. <laughs> of course. Ah, yes, we shall integrate into their human society using their most popular, <laughs> using the most popular figureheads. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll give you this it would make the story a lot more creative that hurt to say (laughs) yeah okay yeah no that's a lot that's a a much better that's a much better story idea than it's a much better and much stupider story idea than I had which mine only gets a little stupider All right, but that sounds like a much more fun story. Yeah, like I, I w- granted, I would love to listen to, or read that story, <laughs> where we actually get you know an explanation that it's aliens. Cultists, be the change you want to see in the world. So I got to rewrite the, change the story. You want to read it? All right. Yeah, re- All right. write it, but instead it's space aliens. <laughs> I'll add that to my list of things to write. <laughs> All right. Um, wow, I have a headache. <laughs> But, um, Matt, why don't you go ahead and, uh, let's hear your, uh, your revision. Okay, yeah, mine is, mine is much, my, okay, so my issue with this story is that it's, it's splitting down the middle too much, where it's somebody who had a fear of clowns and a fear of, and a fear of hospitals, and also, for, uh, and just smash those together in, like, the, in the jankiest way they could, um, we're like, we don't get enough for for a story called Ronald McDonald House. Aside from the fact that everybody's a clown, there's not enough McDonalds. Yeah, like so. We what we needed is instead of the kid getting this getting this like this robe, instead is because clothes needed to be stripped away, and instead he got a Ronald McDonald suit. Everything needed to be instead of everything being worn down. It should have all been McDonald's themed. It should have been very like it should have been very colorful and like. 
colorful and plastic and everything. And it needed to be, let's see, oh, the, well, the way, I don't want to say it needed to be played straight, because that's what this was trying to do, was trying yeah. to be very dark and edgy. And it needed to be, like, I'm, 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 well, I'm not fine with the idea of torture, but I, I would like the torture to be, it, it needed, to, it needed to lean harder into the McDonald's slant than anything else. If this was, like, a crazy, if this was, like, if this was Saw, but set in McDonald's... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that could be fun. Ronald McDonald Jigsaw. That could be really fun if it was if it was a McDonald's-themed Saw. <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright, Spooky Steve. You are... Uh, welcome to my playroom. <laughs> you must... The I, key is inside this ball pit. <laughs> exactly, just about to fucking say that! <laughs> it's like... The Buried t- among the syringes. And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> day-old diapers. <laughs> you must traverse the... the you must traverse the, the slides and tubes while also being attacked by saws. <laughs> yeah, see, that that would be really... It would be really fucking stupid, but I think that would be a fun read. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Like, just a good yeah, TV screen in, the, in there and, like, a security camera and just, yeah, a Ronald McDonald puppet or something. It wouldn't make any sense with the halfway house angle, like, but you... It would it would make so much more sense for the Ronald McDonald. It would make so much more sense with the... With the with, the McDonald's angle. Yeah. Cause this story, I don't know what this story is trying to do or be. It's like, it's <laughs> a, it's a prison escape story that then also this person's afraid of clowns. So the prison is now managed exclusively by clowns. Yeah. By Ronald McDonald makeup to clowns. But yeah, it's like, were you, were you terrified as a child from like Ronald McDonald? Or are you just using the McDonald's like thing, like yeah, it, it, it almost feels like this didn't know what it wanted to be. Because that, well, that's one of the things that even in there, um, I, th- I think they might, they might say the the terrifying Ronald McDonald makeup. Or I think they'll just say terrifying clown makeup. Yeah. Let me see, because I think that I think that's the thing. It's just like, well, no, at the beginning, like when the nurse turns. Oh, around, the terrifying Ronald McDonald makeup. They do yeah. say that, so it is. They do they do stick to the idea of Ronald McDonald, but I think this is a person that just has that is just very afraid of clowns. Yeah, and it just sort of expected every just it sort of expected the fear of clowns to sort of carry the story across the ten yard line. <laughs> um, but the thing is, like, you then go to something aside from the occasional things, like, I mean, like, even if even if it's also, I think if it if it, I don't know why the kids are crucified and their blood's being yeah. drained. Like, why not why not have them being why not have their bodies like being put into a meat grinder and then or being put into a machine and then it's just Happy Meals are coming out the other side. Exactly, like that's what it kind of like seemed to be alluding to. Like at least like that's my first, my what was my go to. But what's the, the blood, blood for? Exactly, what's the blood for. I don't why? know. Like, or why is, is that, that just how, is, a cylinder full of blood? Ketchup's, is that how the ketchup's made in, in McDonald's? They don't. Yeah, they don't say. It's <laughs> but, just yeah. oh, this little boy is full of blood. We need the chi- the chi- the blood of children that have been crucified from on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and it, I think the thing is, like, it's just it wants to go so fast. We never get context for anything. We never, it doesn't pay off. And it's just like, all right, you you picked about nineteen angles for this story. Why not like take it down to like three? Yeah. Um. So you could, because I yeah. And it just. But yeah, so that's my recommendation. You do you do a, you do a McDonald's themed saw. <laughs> wow! All right, there, internet, get on that. 
<laughs> yeah, make that. Dance for me, puppets. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Just, yeah, like... Also, for some reason, I don't know. Again, I don't know if it's because of like how just drab the the beginning was. But I was when he goes in when they go when they go into the lobby of this place. I kind of got a weird Terry Gillian kind of thing vibe off of it, like almost like Brazil. I'm not fam- or I'm not like familiar with that. Uh, he's a, a British um, director filmmaker. Wasn't he, he did, one like, of the Brothers Grimm? He did. Oh, uh, um, uh, okay. Uh, Brazil, like I said, um, or like. Uh, what the hell is it called? Time Bandits. Time Bandits, that's what it was. Where where there's like this drabness to it, but then there's just some kooky, clowning, like almost kind of like circusy kind of like uh, elaboration. And it's usually really like twisted and dark as well. Like I kind of mm-hmm. got that kind of vibe off this story. But again, like the story itself is so goddamn rushed and like breakneck in terms yeah. of like getting all these sequences done that it kind of ruins that that feel for me so I like fuck <laughs> like I feel like that would have been an interesting story if it had basically just been like a, a, an odyssey into this like madhouse um, like halfway home I think the thing is we can if we just keep seeing like we keep seeing all the things this story could have been because it's nothing it's just a collection yeah, of ideas it didn't know what it wanted to be because it kept tossing ideas out um this isn't yeah. even the spaghetti on the wall. This is just a bowl of spaghetti. Yeah. Here's your creepypasta. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's basically We haven't it. even seen with sticks yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I guess actually here is where I'll put how Dr. Leviathan's recording. Beep. Thanks, past me. All right, so... Hi, this is Review Cultist from the future. Not really. Um, and I'm here with Dr. Leviathan to get his thoughts on Ronald McDonald House. So, take it away. <laughs> well, okay. I actually don't... I didn't really hit him either. I mean, it's flawed. Yeah. It's flawed all over the place. But, um, honestly, it's... it's There's a big glaring plot hole. Um, so, they... Once... Um, Nameless protagonist, bad kid. We call him I'm, Spooky Steve. I'm just gonna call him Bad Kid. <laughs> okay, Bad Kid works. Um, so just to screw with everyone who's listening to all of this, it's like what? Yeah. So Bad Kid, when he first like when he gets when he wakes up in the uh, what you call it the, the the cell. Yeah. And he starts flipping through his photo album, and he sees the pictures of everyone dead. Um, they they've killed his caseworker. Yeah. But his caseworker mm-hmm. has had kids go through the Ronald McDonald house. And it all worked fine. <laughs> so, I mean... It's quite a glaring continuity error. Or the pictures are just faked. Yeah, they're doctored or something. Yeah, actually, we didn't touch on that, actually. We just like kind of like accused it of being like, ah, this is a really serious continuity error. So, well, because it's not... Because you have that information of the other kids, um, I liked I, I like the idea that those shot that the, those photographs are faked, um, just because yeah, that's how they break you. Yeah, um, you know they they tell you basically that you don't exist anymore, and then they break you. And because my my belief about the way this type of Ronald McDonald House works is that. 
they're trying to take the troubled kids and basically reprogram them through an extreme measure. Okay, yeah. I like that. See, that makes sense. Um, to well, agree. <laughs> it keeps the spirit of the Ronald McDonald House and the, like the, the charity function of them. It keeps that alive. Yeah. While taking it to this oh, really dark okay, so, place. So you're think so your your thought process on that is that the um the rom- the whole like the kids like the horror that the kid sees of the entire place is no, all no, 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 okay, no, no, no. no. Okay. But the horror that he sees is real because with every case or like with every um way you would go there's always failures. There's always unreachables. Yeah. Um, and those ones get crucified on a ceiling. <laughs> well, whatever. That one, like, I was... Ex- See, now, I would have... Okay, that that one kind of ruins <laughs> yeah, yeah. what I want. Um, but I think that that would have been, like, basically, if you took that out and just had, like, you know, the torturous reprogramming mm-hmm. and... I like the idea, actually, of, like, oh, yeah, you don't exist anymore. And, like, using that as kind of, like, a stepping stone to resetting them to zero, um, like, and then... Being able to mold them into whatever they want. Exactly, mold them into a productive, happy member of society. Yeah. Um, Because what kind of gets me with this, like, with with what's obviously not, or what is heavily implied with this is that it's a house of horrors. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, mine isn't the, what I, what I think would be cool was not what was intended. Yeah. But this was intended to be a house of horrors. Um, however, they don't give you any real rhyme or reason. So you, as the reader, you have to come up with your own thing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, like where the fuck are these nurses, like these clown nurses and whatnot coming from? Yeah. Like, also, like when the when like you need a- when the caseworker shows up in the lobby and like she turns around and it's, it's a creepy Ronald McDonald nurse and it's like you're not seeing anything wrong with this really yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean the horror movie parent basically I just let that slide obviously okay. um, it's like don't get me wrong there's something <laughs> wrong with that yeah. but you know what hey it's well, yeah. I don't know. um so there's there's that and. Uh, yeah, it, it's, like, how, how is this fitting into the world? How, like, why do they, why are they collecting blood? Um, yeah, like... Crucifying people to collect blood is you could just an put them absolutely on <laughs> retarded way to collect blood. No, you could put them on beds. Okay, that would too, yeah. That way, they're not losing blood. Sorry, I was thinking more of the, like, the, again, another, like, the saw angle. Or just, like, putting them on a butcher hook or something like that. But, yeah, no, they, yeah, they put them on intravenous and just have them basically, like, have pump it out like that. Like, yeah. hell, it worked for, uh, what's that, sh- what's that vampire movie where, like, they start, like, basically farming humans? Blade. Um, oh, yeah, Blade, yeah, yeah, Blade does that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Blade's a A lot of them have done it. Yeah, a lot um, of the vampire movies do that, where, like, yeah. Or TV shows, I'm pretty sure that was one plan in a season of Buffy or something. Probably. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, like, and why do they need the blood? And I under, like... It's okay that we don't get that information because mm-hmm. he's not there for he's, that he's information. Just, okay, he's nope. there to get out. Yeah, um, he's there to like just like see the atrocity and leave. <laughs> yeah, um, the ending is hurry up offense. Yeah. Um, it's just uh, breakneck speed. Like okay, 
if I'd been taken to a Ronald McDonald house of horrors mm-hmm. like this kid has, and I had just like really by the skin of my teeth escaped, yep. like they were chasing him, he has a wound. Yeah. If I, if the only recognizable landmark I could see were the golden goddamn arches, I would head in the other fucking direction. Right? Yeah, it seems kind of like I'd stupid. be like golden arches. <laughs> I'm going to look for a big uh, burger king. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's just like golden arches there. Like, so the lights are on and some of that. Dark, crap, creepy alleyway in Detroit. I'll take a dark alley and take my chances. <laughs> like, I'm I'm never going to go to a McDonald's ever again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, um, And the, the laptop sitting on the counter. And knowing exactly what he must do. With an internet connection. Yeah. <laughs> Like, okay, who set that up? Like, who left the laptop with apparently some sort of, you know, non-standard fucking... At a derelict 80s-style McDonald's. Yeah. Who set that up? Was it the Ronald McDonald house? Do they want their secret out? That seems unlikely. It's the Ronald on the on the bench. <laughs> was it another... Was, was it another escapee? Seems unlikely. Yeah, I know. Like And, like, the newspaper... That's just random day, random time. But we did, we did in yeah, our yeah, the random nineteen ninety two or something. Like that. I, I don't have a that. start date for this story, so I don't know if he went back in time, forward, like if he was trapped yeah. for a long time. And there's no there's no context to it because actually Matt looked it up, like did uh, researched up. Nothing happens on that day except an athlete was born. So the only thing actually I brought up also. Um, what well, I think that might be, it might just be like an in-joke that the, the the author was born on that date. Then keep it out of your store. Exactly. Um, like, it, it's, it's, yeah, it just, it, it serves no reason to be there, aside from, wait, so are we time-traveling now? <laughs> but, you know what would explain the laptop and everything else and fit with my story? Okay, it's a kid who got reprogrammed, but started to remember. And left, you know, like... Oh, and left the laptop there for... I've been watching, like, you know, like... I don't know, maybe oh, no, he got a job at a Ronald McDonald house and, like, saw that he was escaping. And, I don't know. It could have yeah. worked. It could have worked with that... Yeah, like, if he got in the laptop... Or, or if he got in the laptop and, like, there was a chat that... And he got, like, a, like, a, like some anonymous character, like, who's been watching him the whole time or something, like, hacked into their security system or whatever... We then suddenly get into the like the the weird underside of like the Ronald McDonald House a little bit more in depth, a little bit more interestingly. We than... get answers to some of the questions exactly, that yeah. are brought up. Yeah, um, yeah, that could have been a really really good way to for it to have gone. Um, but really, the ending is rushed. Um, we're talking about you know how this ending could work with ideas that were never yeah in the forefront of the author's mind. Um, so really, all it does is like this got my mind churning, and I it, it got I wrote well <laughs> I kind of headcanoned my own really good version of this story, and it fucking rocks. Honestly, I prefer yours to Mikey's. I bet. <laughs> Guess what it was? Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> Killer clouds from outer space. <laughs> kind of, kind of an angle. Um, Which, yeah, I mean, like, giant windowless building, like, yeah, I can kind of see it, but at the same time, it's just, that's way too silly. <laughs> but, yeah. it's Mikey. <laughs> but yes. at the same time, so is this, this yeah, premise. Yeah, this... If you look at it, like, a little closely, like, it's fucked up. Um, 
to the point of ridiculousness, not to the point of, oh man, that's so fucked up, how did someone ever think of it? It's like, why would someone ever think of it? it it's like somebody did, decided wanted to do like a Looney Tunes style, like, saw. <laughs> It's kind of what this feels like. Yeah, but they they stayed away from all of the saw stuff. Yeah, like, just went, wait, they had like that the ge- one scene yeah. in the. Or really, what it is is it's room? kind of yeah, or it's kind of more like um, basically just a written version of a haunted house that you go to like at like one of those haunted mazes or whatever, where like it's an attraction of some kind. But there's no rhyme or reason really, other than to be spoopy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I I genuinely feel like this is a, a decent first draft. I don't care if it's a eighth draft. Yeah, it, this feels like a good first draft just because there are bones here for a better story than what was written. Um, and like if someone were to well like I did go back well after it was written and be like oh man if the author had have done that mm-hmm. and you know. Um, like, expanded on things here, and cut out some things here, and, like, did some stuff just to make it a better story. Um, like, I, I think, like, honestly, like, the pacing in this is just breakneck. Like, skimmed over, like, you... Oh, God, like, yeah. It's basically he just... Wakes up, we get highlights. so damn woozy from the drugs that he throws up in the corner, but he manages to make a getaway. Yeah. Like, when he was running from the clowns, I was like, dude, are the clowns drugged too? Because you're drugged as fuck. Yeah. Like, you didn't, you shouldn't be able to recover that easily. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, like I said, like, it's, it's just kind of breakneck. Like, we're getting highlights, it's highlights. We don't get any of the sequential, when the sequential stuff happens, like, between the good parts, basically, or between the creepy parts. Yeah. They're basically just rushed. Um, Now, what I think, another thing I think that would have helped this, and honestly, either you, Matt, Mikey, probably um, came up with something like this, or mentioned something like this as well, because it's pretty obvious, but that means I kind of have to say it in case no one did. Um, what would have been better is have him fucking groggy from the drugging, and, you know, not think about the fact that, oh, I've got the pins in my bag, and have him be there for a while, experience the horror for a little bit, yeah, kind of immerse us into the shit situation that he is in, and then... Like, you know, a week or even just a couple of days later, you know, once they've stopped drugging the absolute piss out of him. He remembers he has the piss. He's like, oh, fuck, yeah. And then he, you know, bides his time, waits for the right opportunity, watches for, um, you know, patterns in, you know, the, uh, the, the, the clown's baby. Kind of like how we had, like, when he was at the door and he heard, like, the footsteps go by and then keep going and then he started tinkering with the lock again. Yeah. But, like, again, that's, like, basically, a, I think that was, like, really cut down to a two-sentence thing. Basically, what happened was he got really fucking lucky. Yeah. Um, like... Especially know, on his, like, first, like, well, assumingly first day yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. So, it's just kind of, um... I mean, who knows how long they had him out for, but... <laughs> I'd assume... Yeah. Not too long, because he'd also, you know... Well, then again... Everything the act, about the, his experience, yeah. it's the first day. Yeah. Um, like first fucking hour he flipped through a photo album yeah basically yeah and like again like i can't imagine him being blacked out for too long because i mean i mean 
Because otherwise, I mean, the author probably wouldn't have thought this, but, like, if you're out too, for more than a couple of days, your body is not going to have fun, like, getting up and doing that kind of stuff. Or, like, running. <laughs> because you're, you know, on even if you're on intravenous or anything like that, you're not eating properly. <laughs> you haven't gotten energy in you. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, it's just... By by take by slowing it down and having him in there, we would have also gotten a nice glimpse into why they're doing this. Yeah. Um, you know, like fuck, even just seeing why they paint their faces and, you know, have the wigs. Yeah, like Are when, they wigs? When he doesn't yeah, exactly like when he doesn't go into that uh that one room, like you just hear screaming, like he could have like creaked open and seen like them working on some kid to like make give them the clown makeup or like getting pre-program them, and then boom, we've got our explanation for what's going on here, or even a tangentially, like just like, also just the piles of bodies in the sewer <laughs> as he runs by them. Yeah, yeah, and, like, <laughs> and just, no one notices. Yeah, like I mean, I, I know it's Detroit guys, but <laughs> but you can't have piles like if Corpses. you have piles of bodies, that means you have piles of missing people. I mean. The the orphan the like the, the the bus program only works so well for like for dirty deeds like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I found. Apparently, or the bus treatment. That's what it is. Basically, they just ship orphan like when when orphanages are too full and like they have a bunch of kids coming in, they basically just pop them on buses to the next orphanage and the next orphanage and the next orphanage, and they kind of just get lost in the system. But, like, that only works so much for yeah. the piles of corpses <laughs> that are going on in this place. Yeah, it doesn't... Yeah. Um, like, doctoring documents saying, oh, yeah, these kids turned out perfectly fine, so that only works so well, only works so long. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, and this is... This is a little bit of a nitpick. Okay, so the kid's 15. Yeah. He's had this caseworker, we can assume, for a while. He doesn't know her name. Yeah. He never uses it anyway. Now, why? Well, I mean, to be the, fair, we the, don't get anybody's name. Yeah, <laughs> should, but the caseworker should be like this. Is like I I can understand it when it's like a narrated story. You don't get the narrator's name. Yeah, I get it. It's kind of hard to fit that in organically. Could have been done here because there were forms. Yeah. However, <laughs> Better and, and there was literally a clown nurse that met him. Yeah. It's like, oh, hi. Yeah. Um, it could have been done. Yeah. It could have been done, but I understand that people don't think to do that. But the caseworker is... He refers is, to the caseworker, like, a bunch of times in, like, the first fucking third of the story. his caseworker. Exactly. That's it. <laughs> like... Whereas a name would have helped make the world feel real. Mm-hmm. Um, like, even, like, when he's looking at the album, and he's, like, looking at all the, like, the family, like, photos being murdered, and then, like, they take more time with photos of, like, getting, like, going into her house and murdering her, like, and there's a little bit more of a connection between her and him, her and, uh, the, um, and the kid, but, bad so, kid. yeah, bad kid, yeah, but, so there should be some kind of, uh, like, yeah, you should know her on a by name basis for right now. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, you know, it would have been... If there had been a connection that was established throughout the story, even just enough to, like, give us her fucking name, yeah. um, maybe that scene where he's flipping through the photo album would have held more weight. Mm. But it really didn't. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, um... um and the fact that, like, we basically are... Okay, well, I inferred from the story that he doesn't really give a shit about his former foster families. Despite the fact that he wishes it turned out well. Like, 
Yeah, but if he, I suppose that's like every. I, I guess that's like kind of like eventually, like you start to like kind of like having regrets about about not having something work out, especially when you're in a, sh- a shittier situation. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like when you're like, why do you have these pictures? And, well, that's that's exactly. What and we, if like, you like, it, if yeah. you liked it there, why did you fuck it up? Ex- yeah, honestly, that's I mean, like because I'm the bad kid. <laughs> um, honestly, that was my uh, my comment to it. Is like this kid like ca- is calling himself a bad kid and like says that he screws up all the time when he and always like has to switch families and so that. But why does he have like mementos of his former families and always and wishes that they it had turned out better with those? Exactly. If, like now, are you just are you just a natural fuck up with a good multi-dimensional person? Or a multifaceted person that that's acceptable. Yeah, but this but is... this story is too short and too one-dimensional. Yeah, <laughs> like we're not here about the ki- honestly, like the story at its root. We're not here about this kid's backstory. The backstory is really just there to serve so that the kid can be, get can vanish, exactly, um, or has like plausible deniability when he when he does vanish if that's the case. Like if he meets a bad end. The story is at its core is about the wrong McDonald House from the hell. <laughs> yeah, that is in every city and can only be found if you're shown it. <laughs> but, well, anyway, um, and just because a building doesn't have a number doesn't mean it doesn't have an address. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> oh, that was my thing because big like, difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the writing itself, the structure is decent. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Like I say, the bones here, the, the bones here are adequate. Yeah. Um, but they're bones, and that's the problem. Yeah, there's no meat. Yeah. Or, I mean, there's there's meat. Like, there's concepts in this. Like, so a lot of the scenes, I mean, except the the crucifixion one I had a problem with because I felt like it was way too distracting. There's it's a lot in that. So there's a lot. Field. There's, yeah, there's also a lot in that, that scene that's just like, this would be creepy, but there's too much glut here. To make it really like everything. Not only are these kids being like siphoned out of their blood and they're on the ceiling, they're also crucified in rows. Like, uh Yeah. It, it's, like, it's almost comical. And like it shouldn't be. Or it should be. Or it should be, but yeah. But not in that manner. <laughs> exactly. Um yeah, and like even like me and Matt and Mikey said, like, or I commented, like, there's some good creepy moments in this. There's some good moments in this story, but just the way they are kind of like laid out kind of ruins it. Yeah, um, and the fact that we don't get any real much explanation for anything, exactly, <laughs> especially at the end. <laughs> and that 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 definitely hurts the story. Yeah, that newspaper did not need to be there. Like that newspaper uh, again. The newspaper like, doesn't need to be there. We need to know why the fucking laptop is there, there, and we need to know why anyone would walk to the Golden Arches after, after escaping. Experience. Yeah, <laughs> like if it had been something like uh, and also and again, the story also does suffer from another common creepypasta trope: is the uh, the photo at the very bottom. Like the, fo- the the photo that accompanies it, oh, just yeah. for the have like you know the Ronald McDonald statue on the bench. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the only reason that is in the story is because of that photo. Uh, and I, yeah. I could be wrong, but yeah, it's just yeah. I don't. I mean, it's got the fucking yeah. I just and I don't get the ending with uh, Ronald is trying to look over my shoulder. He's laughing at. All I can do is join him. Yeah, like I okay, don't so get that. Just, yeah, like wait, so is the Ronald McDonald's like an actual person now? Like he's not a statue, right? And like are, again, it's it's the it's the thing you, you're it's trying the to create. Yeah, you're the hurry up ending, and you're trying to create something a, a creepy scenario that 
you're putting your it comes out of left field, mm-hmm. or is there's too much there? And I st- like all it does is bring more questions to why the fucking laptops there. Yeah, because like then you're getting the story out. So okay, well it wasn't the people behind the Ronald McDonald house that left the laptop there. It was because the they wouldn't want their story out, but no one else knows about this shit. So yeah. yeah. Oh god, like, for the time travel thing, what if it's a, a, a past version of the, car- the this kid who left the laptop there for future him? Couldn't be, it's a new laptop. That's true, yeah. The thing yeah, is, it, is it, you it, know it what, those are problems with the story, yeah. like the whole laptop, internet, fucking, just the, wire, the internet connection that he somehow has to post this story. Yeah. Um, like, those are all problems, but... They're smaller than the rest of them. <laughs> that's true, yeah. Like, that's fact-checking problems. Yeah. Well, the I rest mean, of them are all, are more or less, like, story construction problems. Yeah. Um, like, taking your time to write the story, or once you've written it, like, let it sit, go back to it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, see what you've got, and then see what you should, what you could do with it, and then do that. Yeah. Um, because otherwise yeah. you're just like, yeah, like, and again, um, it's it's okay to post it online to like see if you can get some inf- like some more criticism there and stuff that, or good constructive criticism, or just be prepared for trolls. Um, but well, I yeah, mean, but also I mean, uh, put something uh, on the internet looking for constructive criticism. <laughs> it does exist in some places. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at us, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but then, like, go be prepared to go, you know, then take your your pasta or your story. And change it, and yeah. re-upload it, kind of thing. Like, because, and I, I think this one has. A, I, I, I think a lot of creepypastas do end up like the authors and stuff like that do end up changing things, or but sometimes they don't. Like they just kind of leave it out there for the world, and just yeah, I'll change it maybe later. Yeah, and but. that's it's honestly just sad because there, like I said several times, there there's something there, mm-hmm. but we'll never get it. Yeah. Until we do. Or unless we do. <laughs> yep. It'll be okay. <laughs> this is a very uh, uplifting uh, anniversary episode. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> Thanks, Matt, for choosing this episode, choosing this story. Then again, I did also choose this story by choosing Matt's selection. <laughs> um, anyway. So, I guess recommendations for this one for you? Um, I don't see if I have anything else to say about the story. <laughs> Which... See, it's hard for me to recommend it because it is inherently flawed. But it's not criminally flawed, so I feel like I should recommend it because not being criminally flawed is actually pretty good for some of the shit we have to do. True. (laughs) Um, I can't really recommend it. If it gets, like... An update. <laughs> yeah, if it if it got rewritten, I could probably recommend that because the base structure of this is decent. Um, really, the problem is lack of substance. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So if you wrote this and you're listening to this, take it, rewrite it, add things. I mean, you've listened to it. You know what to do with it. I've, I've basically handed it out to you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, don't do it. do that, and I I will I will pre recommend it. 
one of these days, like, we're gonna get the story that somebody's like redone <laughs> based off of our recommendations or like or what have you, and we'll have to redo it. Like, we'll have to do the show again that episode, and I look forward to that. I, I hope it. I'm. I wish it happened regularly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I think that's nothing else to say about Ronald McDonald House. No, not really. Can you believe we've been doing this for three years? I can. <laughs> And with that, I'm going to send it back to Pass Cultist. All right. Hi, Mike. <laughs> Hi, Matt. <laughs> All, right. All right. So that was the... Wow, that was a very insightful commentary. Yeah, I know. Um, man, brought tears to my eyes. I don't know why he said all that stuff about Mexicans, though. Yeah, I was, I was, kind, of, I was kind of racist. <laughs> um... So, I mean, he took my alien comment way too far. I know. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so I guess now we're at the recommendations aspect. So, um, no. Like, read it for a lark, maybe? Like, read it. Read so, here's the thing. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes. Just do do the Midnight Marinara version yeah. again because you get to listen to Nick Nocturne read it and get very annoyed with it. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, I can see that. I'm probably gonna end up re- uh, watching that one or listening to that one in the next couple of hours. Uh, the thing I will say is um, they take a they they riff basically every sentence on it. So this story took me about 20 minutes to read when I was taking notes. Uh, it takes them over two hours to read it. Damn. Because they're just they take they read a sentence, then they riff on the sentence, and then they discuss everything the sentence reminds them of. <laughs> nice. And they swap between they swap between each person reading the sentence, basically. Wow. Nice. All right, and Mikey. Uh, well, if you put on your alien goggles, it becomes much more enjoyable. But the biggest problem is the ending and the laptop and. Really not making sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you Just, mean the last quarter of this story? The yeah. fourth act? The, the fourth act? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I did put this into Google uh, Docs just to see what the uh, page length. It's only like eight pages long. But like that last two pages. Yeah. When... Also, wow, there's some people... I just went through the comments oh, here. No. I'm just gonna. I just want to read one of these oh, out. Sure, it's, a, it's a long one. Um, so first up, actually, it's a very short one. I don't think I'll ever let my parents give to this place charity. <laughs> and then the reply: What are you talking about? This is fiction. Oh god. Um, and then okay, so the next one below that from September seventeenth, twenty sixteen is: Fuck this story. Fuck the people who are loving it. Pun intended. And fuck the author. <laughs> okay, maybe not the author and the lover of this story, but seriously, fuck this story. It's a non-coherent yeah. piece of shit that people need to reread to see how utter, utterly stupid it is. Let's just start with the dumbest thing in this story, that there are way more stupid things in this story than just this. The caseworker said she's had more than a few cases through the Ronald McDonald house before. Thing is, she should have been killed. Yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> I'm not gonna... And then the other person, this is ridiculous, I tried too hard, I don't understand what the newspaper meant, time travel? Or why the laptop was there? Why would the tormentors killers want them to write about their experiences? <laughs> I just... Oh, wait a minute. oh yes, Ronald McDonald is, tru- is evil, truly terrifying. I can practically feel his beady little clown eyes watching me. I'll be seeing that red and yellow striped outfit in my night years for years to come, certainly. Fuck you. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> 
I don't know if that's a positive or a negative comment. <laughs> uh, I mean, this has certainly been a trip. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um, and yeah, most of the comments in this story basically, uh, they're it's it's like an echo chamber of bad. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Listen, listen to Midnight Marinara read it because they have they have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Um, much like we did. Yeah, and this uh, honestly, this was kind of a fun. <laughs> this was an appropriate anniversary episode for the show. Because <laughs> yeah, it's when are you just, when are you guys gonna cover? When are you guys gonna finish up uh, 1988? You mean 1999? 1999. Oh, right, yeah, because... That that actually finished after you guys did your episode on it. (sighs) God damn it, I thought it was over. (laughs) No, it it continued for six more months after you guys finished it. And from what I heard, got really shitty. (laughs) Like, more so. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think I sent you you the part that is literally line for line an episode of Alan Tutorial. Yeah. (laughs) It's just literally an out tutorial video yeah. is the last entry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll make we'll 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 have to see. Maybe this year we'll get around to that one. Like a re like a a revisit now that the series is yeah. actually concluded. I just oh god, going back to nineteen ninety nine. There we go. It's I also like this comment. Really overrated. Then again, Jeff the Killer gets ten out of ten, so IDK what else there is to say. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right well that has been i guess our uh that's our recommendations and uh this episode with this crazy nonsensical story <laughs> i apparently have some writing to do since i'm going to be writing a an alien version of the series the story <laughs> uh hey it'll be a transformative work <laughs> um so uh yeah, if you like what you heard, if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where if this gets posted. Um, you can also check us out at on Kiwi6, Facebook, YouTube, Tumblr. Um, we're on iTunes, uh, so let, leave us a rating and review. Uh, Matt, would you like to plug anything for this one? Yeah, 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 sure. I'll plug my podcast, The Drunk and the Ugly. It's an actual play podcast. Uh, we play a bunch of role-playing games. We've got like 30 systems, 600 episodes. Uh, start with the one-offs. Um, I don't think we have anything that's clown-themed, but we do have a lot of horror games. We've got a bunch of Cthulhu, Little Fears, that kind of stuff. So if you want to listen to kids getting tormented by monsters, we've got that. we got that B-roll. Um, that's DrunkenUgly.com. You can also find it on iTunes. You can find it on the Google Play Store, wherever popular podcasts are distributed. Uh, then also, um, I, I do a podcast with Travis called Ugly Talk. We discuss writing concepts. We do, uh, and talking about transformative works, we discuss how to take, uh, how to take films, TV, games, and take concepts from that, how to, what, what they did right and how to apply that to your own writing. Every episode kind of hits a theme of something. Um, and yeah, uh, Cultus is on a couple episodes. Yep. So, uh, you can check those out. Um. Discussing mostly about discussing creepypastas and about discussing creepypasta based video games. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, uh, I'm also on Twitch. Uh, you can uh, twitch.tv slash spacecow24555 or simply spacecow.rocks. Uh, I've been playing Dark Souls on there. Probably by the time this goes up, I'll be doing a, I'll be doing a race of Final Fantasy V with Charlie on there. 
um, for the Final Fantasy V Four Job Fiesta, a uh, Final Fantasy V Challenge Run for charity. Nice. So yeah, so uh, you can check that out. Um, we do a, a do streams on Thursdays and uh, whenever else. Uh, I stream a lot of Necrodancer because I'm a Necrodancer speedrunner. So uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and yeah, you can also. Um uh, do you guys actually do emails anymore? Like, like have an email that uh, you get emails? And stuff yeah, yeah. You can, yeah, you can email us the the drunk and the ugly gmail dot com. Same the email that pre that uh, predate existed before the podcast. It predates the podcast. Nice. It may have actually been the reason we called our podcast that. the drunk and the ugly. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, and you can also leave um, uh, e- uh, leave al dente rigamortis emails at al dente rigamortis at gmail dot com. Um, that's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. And you can leave us suggestions for other creep bosses you'd like us to discuss on the show. We will add them to our roster and we will get to them eventually. Um, cause I think we still have like, we have, we, we usually have a nice What's long your guys' backlog roster. like, yeah? I think we got like 10, 12 pastas. Um, nice. but we usually, actually, we get through them pretty quickly, and then, um, it's either, I, until we get, like, a, another suggestion from somebody on the Tumblr site, or the email, or Twitter, I basically just go in and look up for stuff on, uh, wiki. so. Yeah, you start, uh, you start trolling, <laughs> like, no sleep. Basically, yeah. Wiki. Although I haven't done no sleep in a while, but I've been, like, the creepypasta.wiki, I basically just like, oh, I need, uh, I want to do something that's themed, so, uh. Let's find uh, wedding-based ones, <laughs> or Newfoundland-based ones, or like some like I want something in the woods. How many Newfoundland-based creepy? <laughs> there is one, are there? and it's coming up actually, folks. Here's a little bit of a teaser. Uh, in the first week of August or the second week of August, depending on how 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 long it takes me to edit that one, um, there will be a Newfoundland one called the Fair Folk, because apparently. Newfoundland has some fairy legends, or some somebody in Newfoundland, or somebody who uh, wanted to do a creepypasta about Newfoundland, did something about creepy fairy folk. Um, nice. And yeah, so look to that one. Uh, but yeah, also uh, you can uh, uh, check out the title cards for each episode of El Dente on crazonstudios.tumblr.com or on the YouTube channel, Al Dente Rigamortis, which has uh, basically the video versions of each episode. And if you'd like to become a patron uh, and help us th- help out the show a little bit, go to Patreon, look up Al Dente Rigamortis. We have several different backing tiers. Um, some provide early access to episodes, some provide special episodes or behind-the-scenes stuff, like sketches for the title cards and whatnot. And, yeah, that is this week's episode. So... Until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the E stands for evil. I'm Matt. And this has been Aldente Rigamortis. Sleep well.
trolling the troll pasta. <laughs> pasta will read now. Episode will resume in three, two, one. Either this is a modern day, and this is just Detroit, like a time ca- a ruination time crap capsule, time capsule. Wow. Um, uh, or Freudians, what? 